Okay, kids, it's time for another episode of the Field by Weird podcast, the only podcast stronger than animatium and vibranium. I'm Chris Daly, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with my friend, Kyrun Silva. Kyrun, how's it going, man? It's going great. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is going to be fun, I hope. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a great time. All right, so this is the first, you know, we've been friends online for a little while, but this is the first time we've ever got to actually talk, quote unquote, face to face. So um, I like to start things off with an icebreaker question. Okay. And the question today is, if you could have one superpower, which power would you choose? Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what, what I'm trying to do. If I'm still trying to be a comic creator, mm-hmm. you know, drawing, I would do super speed. You know, bust okay. out pages really quickly, things like that. Yeah. I'm actually trying to be a superhero. And it, it sounds lame, but the idea of flying seems like it could be very beneficial. Um, I could, you know, fly supplies to other countries. I could fly around my city, protect them. I, mean, I have martial arts background, so hopefully I could use that with it. But depending on what I'm going to use it for, I think it's either got to be super speed or flying. And really, if you could combine those both together, shipping out books would be a heck of a lot cheaper right yeah yeah <laughs> just buy some protein bars and that'll be good to go like same day shipping you're all good it's all <laughs> <Yeah>. done <laughs> i think for me uh my power and i say this every time and people think it's the dumbest thing but my power be ice power i don't i don't really have a reason why i just since i was a kid one of my favorite heroes was Iceman. i just okay. think it's really cool that having the ice power is super cool i i yeah. really don't have any other reason than it's cool i just think the ice power is awesome so uh, are you are you a a drinker like... um very 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 occasionally okay so your power would be perfect for that you know, yeah just throw a couple ice cubes in there you're good to go just make the ice cubes yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. i mean I, I can see ice power being very beneficial in other things too you know in the summertime if it's hot um yeah. you could you know cool yourself down um you could make ice sculptures for a living i heard i've actually heard ice sculpture people make a good living doing that I, that'd be pretty dope i mean yeah usually it'd be good here we haven't really hit the the real uh the real high temperatures for summer just yet we've still been pretty chill here um okay. not quite like it is probably in california i'm sure it's pretty warm there actually where i'm at it's still pretty cool um we're still in the high 70s right now okay that's about what i am too yeah we probably won't hit the hundreds until july and then yeah about in july august we're going to be like 110 112 somewhere around there almost every other day yikes yeah yeah it's like i i always know it's gonna be a hot day when by seven o'clock my air conditioning started like okay, oh yeah. man yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. when i hear when i wake up and my air conditioning's kicked in and i can hear the humming of it yeah yeah today's gonna be a hot day for sure yeah if i wake up and my thermostat says 74 in my house already at 7 a.m i'm like oh man it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one today exactly (laughs) all right so field by weird it's a concept where basically everyone has stuff they're into and you know hobbies interests all that stuff they're not necessarily nerdy hobbies or just you know anything you you have an interest in that's the kind of stuff that fuels your weird and fuels who you are so what what are some of the things that feel you're weird? Um, comic books, anime, cartoons, wrestling, uh, video games. Um, I used to be into tabletop card games like Magic and Pokemon, oh, yeah. but 
Me too. I, I, I grew out of that after high school a bit. Um, but I mean, honestly, my biggest weird thing is just comic books. It's been my exception, my obsession since I was 10, 11, somewhere around there. And it's just been my main focus almost every year of my life, you know, outside my family, of course, but yeah, outside of, there was a three year gap when I was about 20, where I actually trained to be a professional wrestler. Oh, nice. And outside that three-year gap, it's just been comic books every day. Nice. I forgot you're a wrestling fan like myself. So we're definitely going to have to figure out a different day to chat all things wrestling for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So speaking about, you know, you've done comics pretty much since you were a kid. Um, what was it about comics that inspired you to get into comics in the first place? I mean, there's something about comics that unlike a book, you can see what the author was trying to portray to you. Like, you, you know, you notice a lot of times with like the Hunger Games and uh, Harry Potter, when those movies came out and it was the director's vision of the author's books, people, you had those group people say, oh, well, that's not how it's supposed to be because in the book you had the da 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 yeah. You don't get that in comics. You You actually see exactly what the writer and the artist work together to meld, to create an image of. So there's no well, there really shouldn't be any, oh, well, the person should be like this or they should look like this. It's like, no, this is what they wanted. They agreed on this. And yeah. that idea of seeing it come to life in not just word form, but seeing the, the imagery there, it just drew me in. And then comics are, there's such a wide range of what a comic can be. You have your superhero stuff like, you know, X-Men and Spider-Man, all that good stuff. But then you also have things like The Walking Dead or even Ninja Turtles, which is not necessarily superhero. It's, it's, it's yeah. crime fighting, yeah, but there's still something else different in that genre. So, and then you can even get into adult type comics. I mean, there's such a wide range of what a comic can be. I, I just love every aspect of it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And yeah, Ninja Turtles aren't necessarily superhero, but they kind of are superhero esque. Yeah, so I still think that's that counts still. Yeah, I always linked it more of like it's it's a martial arts comic book. I mean, okay. yeah, they're trying to save the city, but it's more they're just trying to protect their own ass from Shredder or yeah. Cry or whoever else is trying to attack them. They're not they fight crime, but it's more of, oh, yeah, we just happen to be in this area. And there's a bad guy there. Let's beat him up real quick. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And so you have a lot of different comic book titles. Shaman's Destiny, Ruby, Ruby from Planet Oz, Star Corps, Saw the Lightning Wielder. Um, how do you come up with all of your ideas? I steal it from other people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. No, I I mean, every comic I made has a different story. Like Shaman's Destiny was just my my trial of, of trying to make a comic. It was just one day I was just doodling and my wife was like, why don't you make a comic? You've always said you want to do it. Just make one. And I didn't have a full idea of what I wanted to make a comic, but I had this cool sketch of a mystical character I was like, all right, I'll just make it to a comic. And I did six issues of that. And every issue was just whatever weird idea I could think of to put in that issue. I didn't plot it out properly. I didn't script it out well. It was just, okay, I want to do this for this page. I'm going to do it. Um, Saw the Lightning Wilder. It came from my wanting to portray my wife's heritage and her culture. um, Because she's Southeast Asian uh, Hmong. And when people say Asian, they think of Chinese and Japanese. And, you know, some people might think of Thai or Korean, but there's so many other cultures 
in Asia that nobody knows about. There's so yeah. many other uh, religions and beliefs in this area that no one really knows about. And I was like, I want to portray something in a positive way that can maybe showcase your culture. And sh she's hesitant at first. She means she still doesn't like it, um, even though it's my best-selling comic so far. But she's, she still doesn't like the idea of me putting stuff out there just because she doesn't want me to mess it up more than anything. But I, you know, I try to do my best. I show her what I make and I get her approval or I get a family member's approval and then I put it out there. Um, Ruby from Planet Oz was just, I wanted to do a sci-fi Wizard of Oz for just the longest time because that story just seems like it could be a sci-fi story just very easily. I mean, it takes place in another world. You have weird creatures. Yeah, this this uh, protagonist is just trying to find her way through it. And I was like, these just seems like so many elements of sci-fi that I could just put together so quickly. And then Starcore was just, that was my love of Darkhawk, um, the Marvel comic book series from the 90s. Mm -hmm. I, I've owned every issue that Darkhawk was in since the beginning. And I've always wanted to write a story. And I, I didn't think I'd be able to get that. So I was like, I'm going to make my own story. Darkhawk story, call it Starcore, and I'm everything I've wanted Darkhawk to do. I'm gonna put it into the story and, and run with it. That works. It's always nice to you know if you see it, one of your favorite characters. Like I wonder if you know what it would be like if they did this, or I wonder what it'd be like if they did that, and it kind of put that into your own story. That really works, and that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about you know the difference between comic books and novels and stuff like that. And it's interesting how you said how you said where, you know, with comic books, you know, this is exactly how the person or the character is supposed to look as opposed to a novel. Cause that's always been an opinion of mine where, you know, in a novel, it kind of leaves things open to interpretation where, you know, like for example, like your example, Harry Potter, a lot of people were upset how certain characters looked because it wasn't the same mind canon that they had. So it's, you know, it's like, you know, this is what the author was intending for them to look like. Yes. It may be different or it may go along with what you thought but you just kind of have to accept it because that's how you know that's how the the creator wanted it to look and that's kind of how I've been with my writing personally is you know I'll write with these characters that you know I have a certain way that I want them to look but you know I leave it up in an interpretation for how you know you want it to be you know just so you can have your own headcanon but more recently because I've I've kind of been trying to jump into the world of comics kind of um with some of my characters now I've been starting to kind of determine what they look like specifically so i can be like hey i'm talking about this character this is what they look like are they cool do you like them so i i kind of that's that's interesting i've never really had anyone else kind of have the same mindset so that's really cool that we're the same person i already know it. we're the exact same person <laughs> nice <laughs> all right um so speaking of saw the lightning wielder and you can definitely tell you put a lot of work into that one because you know i i just reread the first three issues recently just so i could be up to speed you definitely put a lot of effort into represent the Hmong culture very well, I think, um, you know, and that's, that's really cool that you put all the effort into make sure that it's still, you know, true to form um, and it's accurate. You have a Kickstarter um, for number four coming up pretty soon. Yep. Um, in the last issue, spoiler alert, you know, Zob or not Zob saw she, <laughs> I'm reading this and I know it's said differently, but I still, yeah. I, anyway, I too. <laughs> Saw defeats the bad guy. She has a better understanding of how her powers work. You know, we've got the rise of a new big bad. Um, 
where does issue four pick up? Does it pick up right where number three left off? Does it pick up somewhere else completely different? So it picks off about a couple weeks after issue three does. Um, Saw sort of accepted her what's happened with issue three, the devastation that occurred with her her city, um, the deaths that occurred to her personally, and she's now just working through that pain. And we're getting to an arc where we're going to figure out what the world sees Saw as. Does she see her as a savior or do, do we see her more as someone that brings more issues to their, their city, their world than, than what she's worth? Um, with the new big, big bad guy, his name is Barricade. He's this giant mech robot guy um, who can't be moved. He can't be stopped. He's like impenetrable. Um, but he's there for a specific reason. Someone's hired him. And we find out who this person is, why they hired her. And this leads to her to saw thinking, what am I doing? Am I doing this right as a superhero? And then there's going to be a lot of conflict that issues four, five, and, and six, we get into as far as how the city now deals with all the devastation that she's bringing to their, you know, their world. Um, and we're going to still sprinkle in a lot of their culture in there, but issue four and five, is going to be more of a reflection of what the city sees Saw as, if they feel like she's worth it or not. Awesome. Um, so what else can you tell us about it? Like, when is it, is it coming soon? Um, you know, what else, what else do you have? Um, the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter just got approved yesterday. Okay. And now I'm trying to figure out if I want to spend the next week or so just launching it and, you know, prepping it, or do I want to spend more time to, be you know just getting hype up around it um because kickstarters are weird kickstarters are, are i don't know if i don't know if you ever run one but kickstarters are almost like a, a full-time job we're doing podcasts and, and marketing um it's another job in itself like a, a friend of mine his name is fish lee he just ran his kickstarter and he said he was doing a podcast three times a week during a kickstarter just to get the word out and I was like, yeah, that, that's about what I do when I do, do I run a Kickstarter. It's about three to four podcasts a week I'm yeah. on just to get the word out about it. And I don't know if I'm ready for that mentally um, sure. right now. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a process. Um, but at the very least, I'm going to launch it in July. If I don't launch it within the next two weeks or so, I will launch it in July for sure. Um, yeah. I just want to make sure I have everything in place. I have all my, my I's dotted, my T's crossed, things like that. And I have a couple more rewards I'm working on that I want to see if I can hammer down the details on it before I put it out there. That's cool. Yeah, we actually had Fish on talking about his Kickstarter, you know, a couple episodes ago. And yeah, he he's putting in the work on that one. And I'm, yeah. It really worked out well. But yeah, that's I've I've never personally run a Kickstarter myself. But, you know, before the call, um, we were talking about how, you know, I've, you know, I, you know, the two of us have a lot of friends in common and, and there's Kickstarter seem like launching all the time. Yeah. You know, you're always, you know, trying to push your friends links and support your friends and share out their links for their stuff. And that alone is exhausting sometimes, yes. let alone trying to, you know, be behind your own and put everything together, you know, stretch out all your different avenues and all the different places you can advertise and, you know, get your, get your stuff, all the different eyes you can get in front of your stuff. Yeah. Um, do you have, do, what do you have planned um, as far as the Kickstarter goes? Do you have, um, 
You said you're talking about a couple of rewards. Do you have anything that you can talk about right now? Um, well, we're going to have the option of buying issues one through four. Um, we're going to have stickers, t-shirts available. Um, there's going to be option to buy alternate covers because there's going to be three different covers available. Um, the first one was the primary Kickstarter cover is done by Nicholas Garza. He's a comic creator out of California. Um, but he, I had a contest that I ran last year called the Saw Comic Color Contest. And whoever won the contest got $250. Plus they got to be the primary cover for the Kickstarter. So nice. you can have that as an option. Um, there's also a cover done by uh, Melissa Pagalica. She's a, a creator here in California. And a couple of years ago, she created a book called Above the Clouds. And if you've never read this book, I highly recommend you to go out and get it. It was honestly okay. in 2021, I think is when it came out. It was my favorite book of the year. Um, is beautifully illustrated, oh, wow. amazing story. I mean, it's weird to say this, but I actually have her book hanging in my office uh, on my shelf. Like, so when you walk into my house, you go into my office, it's, it's on my shelf. And it's the only comic book there because it's that good of a book. Oh, wow. So if definitely go out and check it out. Um, but For she sure. did another cover, of, uh, fantastic work on it. And then the third cover is done by Fishley, the guy we just talked about a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and he did a homage cover to the Ultimates number one. And in it, you in I don't know if you remember Ultimates number one, but it, it's mm -hmm. a picture of Captain America and Iron Man and God, was it Giant Man? I can't remember everybody that was there. But they're just standing on the cover in this cool pose um, with the sunlight behind them. So they're sort of in shadow. But I, I have Fish. I said, hey, I want to do this homage cover because I'm introducing a new superhero team into issue four called the Freedom Strike Force, or Freedom Strike Killers. And um, I wanted to have them as a on the cover featuring them so people could say, well, who are these people? And it's like, okay, well, if you're interested in these guys, they're, they're going to be a part of this book, A Saw Issue 4, and other books in the Taurus Comics universe of books. Um, and they're going to be, they're mercenaries. They are... They want to do good. They're a superhero team that they want to do good, but they want to do good for money. They want to get paid. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's that, that idea of, well, I'm getting paid to do my job and only my job. You know, does that person need to be saved? Yeah, but I'm not getting paid to do that. I'm getting paid to fight that bad guy. So you guys got to figure it out while we do what we're getting paid for. That's this type of mentality that this group has. Like a heroes um, for hire kind of thing. Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, so that's another option to get that cover. Um there's an option to buy a sketch cover by me if you want to maybe have some artwork of Saw. Um, there's going to be sketch cards available also by me. There's going to be one of the things I'm working on that I need to really figure out is a 3D print figure okay. of Saw. Nice. Um, I've been talking with some people and trying to figure out logistically how can I afford that, You know how much I would need to charge somebody uh, for a reward for that. So that's another thing. And then you're going to get, what else is there? Oh, man. I want to say there's another thing, and I can't remember off the top of my head right now what it is. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where with, with Kickstarters, we always have so many ideas yeah. of what we want in the Kickstarter. And, and we, we struggle figuring out what 
you know, what's going to sell, what's going to attract somebody. I mean, sure. we know the book is going to attract people. We we're, we understand that, but it's yeah. always the little things that we don't know. Like we never know if people are going to want a shirt. We never know if people are going to want a giant poster. Um, mm. So, oh, that's that's what it was. Um, there's a mini print done by uh, Michael okay. Watson, uh, Freestyle Comics. Oh, um, awesome. There's going to be that. There's also going to be an option for you to be drawn in the book. That was the other thing. Nice. Um, so there's going to be couples and that the, the being drawn in the book, there's only three spots available for that. Um, but you'll be drawn as a background character in the book. And that has actually been really good. Um, the last few times I've done, it, I've gotten a couple people want to do that. So that one I think is going to be stable. I probably put in all my Kickstarters going forward. Thanks. Well, um, after this next sock Kickstarter, uh, what else do you have planned? I know you kind of mentioned a little bit of your new team that's coming. Do you have anything else you weren't ready to talk about? Um, after saw it's going to be star core issue two uh, oh, from nice. me. Um, awesome. that's going to be star core issue two. Uh, I'm already working with Marcos on the, the pages for that. Um, it's hard because on top of that, I'm also working on other books for other people. Yeah. Like I'm drawing, well, actually right now I'm inking the pages for the ballad of the black rose from, uh, fourth wall productions. I'm so excited for that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was weird because Danny had me draw that out. I finished that out God, January. I finished like all the pages out okay. and he was going to have somebody else ink it. And then about March, he's like, hey, do you think you can ink it too?" my anchor sort of dropped out? And I was like, I got some other commissions, but I can try to fix you in. So right now I'm on pace to have the inks done by the end of this month. Oh, um, nice. Uh, it's gonna be 31 pages for that and then after that i'll be working on i drive for server from instant comics issue two for that oh nice. so there's gonna be different things coming from me uh that aren't necessarily tourist comics related for this year nice well i know i'm excited for star core you left that last one on a heck of a cliffhanger so i'm i'm real excited for the next one thank you thank you yeah i i've star core is honestly is my favorite character out of everything i've created um, yeah, it's like I said, it's my homage to Dark Hawk. It's my homage to the '90s style book, um, and I have so many cool ideas that I am excited to get into the rest of the Taurus comic universe. Uh, Star Core is going to be the book that connects everybody together. Um, oh, nice! People ask me, people ask me, is like, hey, are, are Shaman's Destiny and Saw and Ruby are they all separate worlds? And I've never put them together. But when I started creating Star Core, I was like. I have something here, idea-wise, that I can connect everything oh, nice. in this universe and have something for all of them to fight. So that's the long-term goal for Starcore. That's awesome. And it's always nice when you can get a character that is kind of universal and you can find a way to to easily kind of tie everybody together. Yeah. It's really hard, especially if you have, you know, you have your sci-fi character and you have your your uh, just you know standard on Earth character or whatever. And it's hard to kind of find a way to bring them together. So that's cool that you have a character that'll that'll tie all the parts together. That's awesome. I'm looking yeah. very forward to that. The hard part is right now is like you said, because we have the sci-fi characters out there in space, which is Ruby from Planet Oz. Yeah. I haven't finished that series. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because I've been so busy with other people's work, yeah. I haven't been able to come back to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I need to get through all six issues of that book before I can actually get this crossover together because uh, the way I have them it plotted out the ending of that is going to tie directly into what brings them all together gotcha so I'm gonna if I can find some time I'm gonna get back into Ruby eventually 
Um, it's just people keep wanting me to draw their books. And that sounds conceited when I say it out loud like that, but it's the truth. Everybody wants me to draw their books and I just haven't had time. I mean, it, it makes sense. You're a very talented artist. Uh, like you, you and you fish and Mike Watson are some of my favorite artists. So I'm love seeing your guys' stuff. So it's, it makes sense why you're so in demand, Thank but you. that's, you know, that, that, that's a good and a bad thing, I guess. It's good that, you know, people like you and people want to use you for stuff, but at the same time, you know, you never have enough time to do your own stuff. And that, that's gotta kind of be a little bit of a bummer. Cause just time is the one thing we don't have enough of ever. Yeah. And with, with trying to do this and other people's work and spending time with my own family, it's yeah. just, I'm limited in what I can do. Yeah. Um, I get that. I, so, and I really want to draw Ruby. Um, it was a goal I had when I first created, I was like, I want to draw this book. Um, I knew I didn't want to draw saw just because there were aspects I saw that I knew I couldn't draw well enough for yeah. what I envisioned in my mind. Mm-hmm. And with Starcore, there was a style. Um, I've said this before about Starcore that I wanted an animated like Saturday morning cartoon style. Oh yeah. Look to it. Okay. Um, because I feel like out of all my, my stories, Starcore could be the one that could translate to a cartoon better than anything that. else yeah um so when i reached out to marcos martinez the artist for star core i was like i want you on there because your art style is exactly what i wanted this to look like um so ruby ruby is the book though that i want to finish and i will eventually it's just i gotta find that time like you said it's it's limited but i'm gonna find it eventually yeah it'll happen all right. Well, uh, what's some advice you'd give to other people who want to be creatives or people who, you know, are kind of just too scared to jump in, but have the, have the passion. They just don't know where to start. Like what's, what's some advice you'd give. Don't compare yourself to others. Everybody else's That's journey good. is completely different. So don't sit there and say, I can't do this because my art doesn't look like Jim Lee's or my story <laughs> isn't like Jim Starlin's. Um, do what you can do and improve on that. Keep working at it. Keep, you know, finding things to tweak and to get better, but don't, don't try to compare your work to somebody else's because that's just going to bring you down and deflate you. And it's going to make you not want to do it. Um, and I struggle with that still to this day. I mean, like you said, I look at people like Fishley. I look at people like Michael Watson and I see what they're putting out there and I'm like, damn it. Why can't I do that? You know? And I have to remind myself, they might have been doing this for a little bit longer. They might have been focusing on that aspect of things a little bit more than I have. That's why they're doing it. But that doesn't mean that I can't eventually if I work at it. So don't, don't look at what everybody else is doing. And it's hard to, it's hard to say that because we live in a world where we imagery is pushed at us all the time. You go on Facebook and Facebook now is if you don't have an image to your post, it's probably not going to be seen through the algorithm. So yep. you, all you see, especially like for you and I, if we have a friend base that are big on comic books, all we see is comic books after comic books of amazing detailed stuff. And then yeah. and if you're someone who deals or struggles with this idea of I'm not good enough, you're going to get yourself even more down in the dumps saying, I can't do this because this is all I see. Yeah. So don't, don't beat yourself up over it. Do what you can and then find ways to improve what you're doing. Um, cause that's the only way, that's the only thing we can do with our, with what we have is just keep getting better, keep improving on what we have. And you can't get better if you never start. Exactly. Exactly. And understand that advice. if this is your first thing, whatever it is, your first script, your first drawing, your first comic book, it's going to be a piece of crap more than likely. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yep. Unless you're working with someone that they have more experience and they can help you and you know guide you along that way. If you're doing this all on your own, that first thing, whatever it is, your first podcast, your first acting gig, it's probably not going to be the best thing because it's your first time really doing it. But five, 10, 12, you know, revolutions, tries, whatever it is down the line, that first one is not going to look like that, that last one because you've gotten so much better at it. Yeah. Um, I, I run a podcast myself, the Four Tales podcast, and I went back and listened to our very first episode with Danny and I. And when I listen to that and I listen to what we do now, it's a completely different podcast. Our, yeah. our, our cadences with each other are different. Um, the way we interact with our guests are different. And it's because we grew, we, we practiced, we got better at it. And now we have this flow, but we're still working on things to get, to make our podcast even better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know I've had the same issue with even with this podcast where, you know, you don't want to start until everything's going to be absolutely perfect. But realistically, if you're always waiting for it to be perfect, you're it's never going to start ever. And well. and like you said, I've gone back and listened to my first episode of this show, which isn't that far along because this is only the fifth episode of the show. <laughs> but already there's been a lot of a lot of getting better and a lot of progression and there there's still a ton of work to go. I'm not perfect, yeah. um, but I'm getting better. And like we said, you're not going to get better unless you do it. Yeah, so exactly. that's great yeah. advice. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, let's give you a chance to plug yourself. What do you, where do people find you? Uh, you can find me at touristcomics.com. That is my website. You can buy all my books there in physical floppy form or digital form. Um, you can find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Taurus Comics all there for you to, to like, subscribe, share. I am on YouTube. Um, that's also Taurus Comics, but I don't really post anything there. I don't know why. That's all right, because yeah. you know you post stuff in Four Tales, so we just got to go to Four Tales and look for stuff there. <laughs> yeah, you can check out my <laughs> podcast. It's the Four yeah. Tales podcast, the number four, T-A-L-E-S podcast.com. We do a interview every week. Um, you know, we interview comic creators just like Chris is doing with me right now. And every Saturday, if you want to watch us live, we, we do it at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. So if you want to see me with sleep in my eyes and exhausted <laughs> because my broad, my broadcast partner won't change our time, check us out. <laughs> you know, we have fun. Um, two weeks from now, we're actually going to have uh, Ron Mars uh, on our podcast. We're going to talk about him and his experience with writing for Marvel comics and DC comics and you know, whatever else he's doing right now. So we're gonna have some fun. That's awesome. And it's a great show. So definitely everyone should check it out. You, you and you and Danny are great. And yeah, that's super mean of Danny. May the time you guys start recording, it's already almost afternoon for him, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Danny's a busy guy. I mean, he, yeah. he has a family, he has his own comic book shop in North yeah. Carolina. Um, so I understand it. And I'm okay with it now. It's been two years we've been doing it. The first couple of times I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm waking up at six o'clock <laughs> on a Saturday morning yeah. to try to talk to people. This is ridiculous. Uh, but I've gotten so used to it now. It's just when I don't do it, I feel weird. Yeah. It's, a, it's like, I don't have a podcast today. I don't know what to do with my time now. I, I need to yeah. do something. So, <laughs> But we have a good time. Danny's always jovial. He's always a fun person to listen to. And I'm more of the serious person on our podcast. And so we have a good balance there. 
That's good. Yeah. yeah, Danny. Danny's a great guy. I'm gonna have to find a reason to get him on here and talk to him sometime. Oh, you you can talk to him anytime. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for I'm sure. All right, now it's time for me to plug some stuff. Uh, we got a couple of partners I want to talk about. W Energy is the first one. Uh, w is formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crash. Uh, you can check them out at w d u b b y dot g g and use the code Geek Network for ten percent off your order. I'm looking forward to some of myself. I have an order coming, so we'll see. We'll see if it's it's good. I'm sure it's just as good as they say. Sounds good. Um, also, Mammoth Headwear. Uh, they make hats for large-headed folks like myself. I got a big old head, so yeah, it's hard to find a hat that fits. And these guys have great hats that it's almost a little bit too big, which has never been a thing for me before. So it's kind of awesome. Um, you can check them out at mammothheadwear.com. You can also use the code Geek Network for ten percent off there. Um, we have shirts tpublic.com slash user slash geek dash network dash entertainment. You can get all sorts of shirts from this show and other shows. There's some pretty crazy ones for this show there. Um, so check that out. I think there's a sale going on right now for a couple more days. Oh. Um, you can also check our show out and all sorts of other geek related news on our website at geek-network.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at geeksaz and geek network on Facebook. I am CD is weird on Instagram. Uh, the music for the show is from Polygon Horizon. Check them out on Bandcamp. They're incredible. Uh, the logo for Field by Weird is by my friend Chris Chandler. You can find him at Chandler Doma on Instagram and Twitter. He's actually also a, a really great comic book writer. Um, the logo for the show with the cartoon face uh, by my friend Mike Belcher, another comic book artist who's incredible. Uh, you can find him at, at Mike W. Belcher one on Twitter and at Mike W underscore Belcher on Instagram. And if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Word of mouth is our best friend. So remember, kids, to embrace the things that fuel your weird and always geek responsibly. Kyrun, thanks so much for coming today, man. Oh, this was a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Um, hopefully I can be on again in the future. Absolutely.